Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Mark Joseph Bennett sitting in the dented recording studio. What's going on? Let me tell you something. I'll tell you what's going on. I got my uh, phosphorus tested. You guys, longtime listeners of the podcast, you know I've got the bad bones. That's the title of my debut CD, a CD I should have put out. CD. I still call them CD because CDs because I'm I'm a hundred years old. You know, I found out today that Keanu Reeves is fifty four years old. I mean, the guy is currently John Wick. So I'm, I'm talking to to my. What do you call a guy who cuts your hair? Right. I'll get back to my bad bones in a second. Uh, what do you like a hairdresser? A hairstylist? I feel like dudes should have a better descriptor, you know, for if they're a male, you're, you're a male, you're going in, you're getting your hair cut, but you're paying a lot of money, you know, you're not just going to a barber. Like, I, barber sounds cool, but you also know that guy has a shitty haircut. Yeah, I go to a barber, yeah, we, we know. You didn't have to tell us. You clearly go to a barber. So I want to go to something better than that. Something upscale, you know, but I don't want to sound like a goddamn princess, even though I am one. I don't want to sound like one. I want to have my cake and I want to eat it. There should be something like the guy who jacks my hair. No, 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 that sounds sexual. I was was trying to think jacked as in muscular, but it came out. It's like, yeah. Okay. The guy who. The guy who sculpts my hair. I got my my hair sculptor. That's not bad. That's not bad. I put forth the random thing I just thought of as to what guys should say about getting their hair cut. Yeah, I got my hair sculptor. You know, because stylist? Is that, that sounds weird. So anyway, I'm at my sculptor's, and he says to me that his boy, he's got a, a son uh, a little bit older than my son, so we're talking about our kids because that's what we do in our 40s. You talk about your kids. And uh, he said his son was asking him the other day, hey, do you know who John Wick is? You know the guy, the the actor who plays John Wick? And so my hair sculptor, he's like, uh, yeah, dude, that's Keanu Reeves. I grew up watching him too. Like that, you talk about staying power. Like When I was like, I don't know what, 11 years old? Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. You know, Keanu Reeves, he was, you know, that was a guy right there. And I think he was in Parenthood and Point Break with old Swayze. Old fucking Roadhouse Patrick Swayze. And, uh, you know, still going. Not just going. Just grabbing the youth. The youth of today are like, hey, have you heard about this guy? With the crazy name, Keanu? Keanu Reeves, he's John Wick. Like that, you talk about relevant. My God. And apparently he's had a bunch of personal tragedies. I I, I, uh, didn't look it up. And I'm glad I didn't. Because if I knew these tragedies, I'd probably say them to you. And then you'd be all bummed out. But it just goes to show Keanu's even cooler than he appears. If you can carry on carrying on. When you've got a bunch of personal tragedies, you you just keep going. You, you keep working. You keep trying. You don't give up on life. Good for you, Keanu. And I know he listens to this podcast. Long-time listener to the podcast, Keanu Reeves. But uh, 
Yeah, the John Wick. I do like those movies. They they killed the dog in the first John Wick, and um, I did not like that. I stopped watching it. I have a rule about that. And uh, it's not like a rule that I purposely said, if you kill an animal in your show or movie, I'll stop watching it out of principle. It's not that. I just can't do it anymore. I just, I'm like, ah, I know it's make-believe, but it's just, what it does is it conjures up, if you have entertainment and you talk about, like, hardships for children or animals, I can I can no longer stay in your story because, to me, I'm reminded of real stuff that happens, real bad things, so I can't suspend, you know, my, uh, what do you what do you say? You suspend your disbelief, or that can't be right. Anyway, I'm I'm out of I'm, I've been taken out of the story because now I just feel bad, you know. And I know it it wasn't a real thing that happened, but it reminds me of real things that happen and things that make me not want to watch movies anymore. So that's that's for you directors, screenwriters out there who love this podcast the way that Keanu loves this podcast. Just bear that in mind. It it feels a bit cheap, honestly, because you are you know it elicits an emotional reaction. But the, it's not just cheap. It's ineffective because, yes, you're eliciting a, an emotional reaction, but it's the wrong one. You know, people are angry at you now, the director or screenwriter, because... You reminded them of something you didn't want to be reminded of. Something they didn't want to be reminded of. You know, you're you're watching a movie, you're watching entertainment. You know, you wanna have you wanna you wanna watch a story, but you don't want to be bummed out for real. Even if the story is a bummer. You just you still want it to be you don't want it to be a real life bummer. Do you know what I Okay, the best way to describe this is wrestling. As always, go to wrestling if you wanna want to have people understand what you're talking about. So, Billy Gunn, he um he was a member of what the what the hell was their name? Bart Gunn and Billy Gunn. The Guns? <laughs> I can't remember the name of the tag team. The Gunn Brothers? The Brothers Gunn? What the fuck was their name? Bart Gunn and Billy Gunn. The Guns. Anyway, they were a tag team. And uh, Billy Gunn, he eventually broke off on his own because he was a specimen, man. Just a, a born a born to be a wrestling star. So Billy Gunn, when they tried to break him off on his own, they figured they'd give him a persona where he was rockabilly. So he, he, he was sort of like an Elvis, you know, guy. And this Billy Gunn, it didn't suit him, you know? So people really didn't like that character. And while the character Billy Gunn Rockabilly was supposed to be a bad guy and he was supposed to elicit boos from the audience, he was getting booed from the audience. And you think, ah, they must have done their job right. But no, they were booing him for real. They did not want to see this man come out and wrestle. They had no time for him, the audience. They were like, we hate this character. We hate that guy. Get him out of here. Boo. Not like, boo, we hate you, King Kong Bundy. 
You know, where that guy, you booed him because you were scared of him. Why? What if he beats Hulk Hogan? He's so big. He's a big King Kong Bundy. So you booed him, but for the right reasons. You booed him because he was bad, and he might beat your favorite wrestler. And then he'd laugh about it because he was just that type of guy. But Rockabilly is like, boo, we honestly don't like you. We hope you get fired. Guy who plays Rockabilly, boo. So that's what I'm saying. When you when you hurt animals and, and kids in movies, people are angry, but not they're not angry in the story. They're just angry at you. And they, they no longer want to see the story. At least I don't. But that being said, I did end up watching the rest of John Wick. I just fast-forwarded past the part with the dog. Okay? And it was really good. And then the second one was really good, too. And uh, I don't know how many they've done, but I, I've seen at least two of them. But it just, he is 54 years old. Born in 1964. My God. I mean, that guy looks great. I don't know what he's doing. Is he drinking the Tom Cruise juice? Jesus Christ. So because I was like saying to my to my sculptor, I'm saying, how old is Keanu Reeves? Because I watched him when I was like 11, and I'm 40 now. That's like 30 years. I was like, how? Wait. Wait, maybe I was like, maybe he was 16 or 17 in Bill and Ted. Like, there's no way that guy's 50. And and uh, my hair sculptor, he's like, no, no, he's he's like 50. He's like 54 or something. I said, no. And we look it up because that's what you can do now. You just talk to your phone. That's what that's what my guy did. He was like, uh, he just holds up his phone. He's like. How old is Keanu Reeves? And it just popped up. Although, to be fair, Siri, I don't know. I think the Google Assistant probably would have told him his age. But Siri was just like, here's a Wikipedia page. And it said he was born in 64. And then we had to do the math. And that was a bit embarrassing for a second. But we got it. Keanu Reeves, man. Doing doing well. In fact, you could argue he's never done better. Yeah, sure, when Speed came out, he was a big deal. But to be John Wick, like to have a character, you know, that people associate you with, like an action character like that, that's great, man. And and he was so established beforehand, it's not like he'll only be that character. Like when people see, you know, when they saw Roger Moore, it was like, well, that's James Bond and only James Bond. The character was too big. You know, but Keanu Reeves, John Wick, you know, you just, it's still cool to play that character. A bit maybe like Robert Downey Jr. You know, Robert Downey Jr. was, he was cooking along. He was in lots of stuff. Then, of course, now he's doing done Iron Man. So now he's Iron Man, but he's still Robert Downey Jr. You know what I mean? Whereas uh, that Chris Hemsworth, I think he didn't have enough under his belt before he did Thor. And let me tell you something. He's a great Thor. He's a great Thor. And a good looking man. Like, I mean, my God, right? There's this... Mo- I know I sound super gay on this podcast. I started off by saying I uh, don't want to sound like a princess getting having my hairstyles. Yet now, now I'm, I'm doubly glad I changed the name to Sculptor because if I had been saying hairstylist the whole time, then talking about how hot these dudes are, you know, that, not that there's anything wrong with that a la Seinfeld, I'm just saying I personally don't like the Dickie Birds, so let's not 
have people believe falsities about me. Don't like them. You know, don't even like my own. Don't like them. But yeah, you got to, he didn't have enough, that Chris Hemsworth. So now every time I see him, I'm like, well, there's Thor and only Thor. Sorry about that, buddy. And like that kid who plays Spider-Man, I'm sure it's going to be the same thing. I don't even know his name. He's just Spider-Man. He's a good Spider-Man too. They really did a good job with these movies. I still feel a bit like a kid watching them, you know, because I'm, I'm 40 now, right? And you're watching them and you're just like, eh, I still don't totally feel like an adult watching these. And it doesn't help that my wife will not participate. Won't watch them. Doesn't give it. She couldn't care less about the notion of superheroes. It is just nothing to her. So the idea of her trying to watch these movies, bleh, no. She'll watch, she'll watch some real movies. Or she'll, oh, hey, we watched um, The Haunting of Hill House. That's a fucking good show, buddy. That was a good, it was just, I think it was a one-off. They did 10 episodes on Netflix. And so you could binge watch the whole thing, which is my favorite thing to do is when they put it all out at once. Put it all out. Let me see it all. Let me watch as much as I want. It's kind of weird. I wonder, will they change the form soon? Because they still do hour-long episodes, and they string them together. But I guess that's it's something that's good for the human brain. The st- we like that length of story. You know, they uh, attention spans and et cetera, et cetera. And, like, story arcs. You know, you need, you need to keep people interested. So... You know, you you want something to happen at the beginning and at the middle, there's a there's a point of no return or whatever it is in screenwriting, and then at the end, there's the climax and the what. And yet, if you have that every hour, then that you can keep people's attention. But I mean, there's no real reason to break it up in episodes and start showing the credits all over again. You could just do one long ten-hour movie, you know, but you'd still have to have those beats in between, I guess. But I don't know. I guess there's something satisfying about watching the shows start and end and then watching another episode. We're still in that paradigm. They might they might change it. You know, maybe I'll change it. I could I, I write I write stories for the TV and the movies. Just I'll just change the form entirely. I go to Netflix. Okay, listen guys, like what you're doing. Let me change it all up. Here we go. So The Haunting of Hill House. It's a horror show, so don't watch it with children. It is scary, uh, but just the right amount of scary, man. Just creepy and scary and well done. And uh, Carla Gugino, Gugino, Carla Gigano, I don't know who she, what her name is, but I've loved her my whole life. She, she was on Spin City with Michael J. Fox. That's right, going back. Oh, she was also uh, on a Seinfeld episode, uh, the one where she overhears, oh my God, the... The coincidence here. They a one where she overhears Jerry and uh George talking about them like they they were making a joke about how they were gay, and she overheard them and she she thought they were gay. And they they kept saying, No, we're not gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. How about that? Wow, this is podcast is is cooking. Man, look at the connections in this podcast. Now, if only we could tie in Keanu Reeves somehow. Was he on Seinfeld ever? I don't think he was. Marissa Tomei was. Good-looking lady. Oh, in Spider-Man. Huh? Marissa Tomei. Five Degrees of Kevin Bacon. That's what this podcast should be called. What the hell was I talking about? 
Right. Um, Carla Cugino. Cugino. Gigano. Love her. I'm assuming she's Italian with that name. I always loved the Italian ladies. Always did. Lovely, lovely people in Italy. And um, what else was she in? She was in Spin City. You know what else she was in? She was in Sin City. That uh, Frank Miller cartoon comic book thing with Robert Rodriguez. He directed that. She was in that too. She was in Spin City and Sin City. That's weird, right? (laughs) Maybe she can only be in things that rhyme. So I have always thought she was uh, just spectacular. And now she's 47 years old. She's in that show, and she just looked like a million bucks. Just a, I don't know what's going on in Hollywood, how they're keeping these people. Are they freezing them? I don't. She looks amazing. She looks like she could be Keanu Reeves' younger sister. Yeah, that is what she looks like. Gorgeous. And she's a good actress. Great show. Scared the shit out of me. Really good. I recommend it highly. Go watch The the Haunting of Hill House as long as you're not, you know. But I got to say, I'm not great with the horror shows. I'm really not. I find uh, that one, what was it called? Paranormal Activity. Christ Almighty, where they're looking at, at the footage later on and the baby monitors and stuff. I still, I still wake up thinking about that. Just I have nightmares. I'm 40 years old, nightmares. So what I'm saying is I'm not good with the horror shows. So if I can handle it, I think you can handle it. And as you know, you know, that uh, uh, like no, nobody hurt nobody hurt a dog in it. Otherwise, why, why would I be watching it? I'm not going to. So anyway, back to my bones. <laughs> the thing I said, sentence one. Got the bad bones. Title of my debut album. Oh, yeah, and the other tangent I almost went on was that I should have recorded my album years ago. But we've listen, guys, we've been through that. We know that all you can do is move forward in life, guys. The Haunting of Hill House taught me that. You can just, you have to move forward. You can't look behind. Just record another album. I've become obsessed now with recording albums. Now I want 50 behind my name just to make up for the fact that I should have done them earlier. I do that a lot. Like I fuck things up in my life and then I uh, I just uh, obsessively try to make up for it, you know? And sometimes that really works out in my favor because I get focused and I finally do something for once. So anyway, got the bad bones. Phosphorus has been low for every blood test I've ever had. So perhaps my whole life, it's just they don't test phosphorus in your blood very often. That's not a thing on regular blood screenings because no one has low phosphorus. That's just that's the deal. There's no point in testing it because nobody ever has low phosphorus. Well, someone does. And his name is Mark Bennett. And uh, every single test until last week. Got the old blood taken. Normal. On the low end of normal, but normal. My blood finally has enough phosphorus in it. And you're saying, Mark, that's great news. 
perhaps your bone degradation will stop. And I say it's half great news, but with it comes some bad news. And the bad news is the amount of phosphorus pills I am now taking to get this blood level to normal is uh, it's causing some... <laughs> well, listen, I'll just say this to you. If you're constipated, a treatment that doctors will prescribe to you is for you to take phosphorus supplements. All right? So I am taking three times the amount that a doctor would tell someone with their shit all stuck up in their ass to take. What do you think that does to me? It's not pleasant to be around me right now. Oh, the back of this recording studio. You can barely see back here. It's disgusting. And my wife has to deal with that. Perhaps that's why she won't watch the superhero movies with me. It has less to do with her disliking childish superheroes and more that she can't stand the smell. Fair enough. It's, uh, it's something. And the thing is, too, it's so constant that I really have no um, way of knowing when it's, just, when, it, when it's coming out of me. I just don't know anymore. My wife would be like, Jesus Christ, what is that? And I'm like, it's probably me. I can't say for sure. And then we check our son's diaper. And if his diaper's clean, then, you know, odds are it was me. Unless the people next door to us have added diarrhea to their list of smells that just keep coming into our apartment. Because I tell you what, they smoke the marijuana so often. It, it is now, our apartment now smells like we smoke weed. It's just, you wake up in the day, you come out of the bedroom, because we have a nice air purifier in our bedroom and we keep the doors closed. And you walk out, and even though we have a big-ass, expensive, rabbit air, friggin' $600 fucking supposed to be the best pure they put them in in uh what do you call them cigar rooms cigar smoking rooms is what these things are for and we have that in the living room but still you walk out out of the bedroom in the morning boom there's that smell a perfumey smell of marijuana like we smoke it anyway and like like i've said before the, the marijuana is less concerning to me than the cigarette smoke that comes in it's just because you got the wife, she's pregnant now. Pregnant with a second child. And then and then we got the other toddler. But here, here's the deal. Everyone's complaining now. Everyone on the floor is complaining. We've complained to the management. We've uh, written in formal complaints. We've taken it seriously. I feel like a punk doing that all the same. I've, I just, they don't seem like they're that bad, the people. They just, they live their lives a different way. You know? And maybe they don't know how much they're affecting us. I feel like I should knock on the door and be like, hey, guys. But then my problem is, what do I say? What do I do? It's like, hey, guys, we can't. There's so much smoke in our apartment between between the weed and the cigarettes. We just can't take it. You know, like I said that to the super, like, should I go say that to him? He goes, oh, well, they might tell you to go fuck yourself. And I'm like, yeah, they, they might. And then he said, and then it escalates it. I'm like, I know, but what if it didn't? What if we could just have a chat? But you guys know people. You know people. It doesn't work like that usually. 
Usually things are escalated. But the thing is, now that we're lodging complaints, now you know. Now you know you're not going to have a friendly conversation about it. Do you know what I mean? But the, th- the, re- the thing that really stopped me from going over, knocking on the door and saying, guys, stop smoking, please, is that, seriously, how, I, what can they do? They obviously are smokers. They're going to be smoking. And you asking them not to smoke, it just, I just don't see the good that would come out of it. You know? So, we've done the cowardly thing and uh, just complained. We've written formal complaints to the management. But what's made me feel a bit better is so is everyone else. So on our floor, we're surrounded by pregnancy. With the people who moved across the hallway from us two, day, two weeks ago, they are, um, the, the, the woman's pregnant. The woman on the other side of the smokers is pregnant. And then there's the people across the hallway who don't, uh, she's not pregnant. But they are sickened by the amount of marijuana smoke that they're getting. They just say they can't breathe in their apartment. They've got to seal up the doors all the time, put towels on the floor, because it's just so much marijuana smoke coming in, billowing, billowing. He said, with what? what's the flowery, flowery prose, he uses <laughs> billowing under the door. Like a like the haunting of Hill House. So everyone is lodging complaints. So I feel less bad, you know, because obviously their smoke is affecting everyone else, and uh, maybe they'll leave. I see, like the I don't know if you live in Canada when you're listening to this, but the to get someone out of an apartment, a rental, very very difficult. People have basically be gotta gotta be running a meth lab in their apartment in order to kick them out. And maybe these people are. I wouldn't doubt it. But the thing is, if they think everyone hates them, maybe they'll move along, you know? And I think, even though you're supposed to have a year lease, I think that if they said to the management, we'd like to get out of our lease, they'd be like, yes, please. Because I know I know, everybody's annoyed with them, the super, the management, everybody. Because, you know, you made a whole floor complain. An entire floor. Yes, it's full of pregnant hormones, but still, the whole floor is complaining. You know, so and there is some stuff. It's like one of one of the people also complained about their blasting music at two a.m. So you're allowed to play mu- music in your apartment, but you're not allowed to infringe on the quality of life of other people. So my wife said to me this. I don't know if it's true, but I'll pretend it is for the sake of argument. She said it's the same thing with smoke. You can smoke in your apartment. Sure, there's there's no laws against it in our building. However, if it infringes on other people's quality of life, then they got to do something about it, these people. Or they can be evicted. I'm like, are you? You think? But my thought is, if, they're, if people are complaining all the time and they're being harassed by the management saying, you guys got to smoke less or you got to do this or you got to do it outside or whatever... They'll be like, hey, you guys are a bunch of squares, man. We don't want to live here in this stuffy environment. You guys, you don't know how to live, man. And they're probably right. We don't know how to live. We're probably being way too uptight about this shit. But you know what? That's that's us. That's the whole floor. We're all a bunch of uptight, middle-class yuppies. 
okay? You, you take your cigarettes and you, you hit the bricks, sister. So, I mean, I really want them to leave because we're staying. You guys, you, you've heard me yell about real estate for, you know, endless podcasts. Endless! But, of course, what, what we, the conclusion we've come to is that we have to stay where we are. We can't buy into this idiotic market. And it doesn't look like it'll ever get any better. So, fuck it. Staying where we are. So, these people have got to go. I feel like a, we're in a even less funny version of Neighbors. The Seth Rogen... Um, Zach Braff vehicle. No, not Zach Braff. Zach, I don't know, the good-looking one with the eyes and the abs. I do sound gay on this podcast. I'm I'm fine with that. What is his name? He was a teenage heartthrob, and now he's an older heartthrob, and I think his his name is Zach. I have no idea. He was in Baywatch with uh, whatever his name is, The Rock. Man, I can't even, couldn't even think of The Rock's name. What is his name? Anyway, Neighbors, and they also did Neighbors too. You know, and Seth Rogen, he wants he wants the frat boys out. So they're, they're trying to get him out. And then the pranks escalate. It's like this, but there's, there's no, there's no humor in it. Zach Efron. Oh, fucking got it. Nailed it. So it was a Zach, Zach Efron. It's weird though. In my head, I was picturing Z A C K, and now and that that was throwing me. But once I realized it was Z A C, I'm like Zac Efron. Isn't that weird? Anyway, we're gonna stay, and because we're gonna stay, now we're looking at how do we improve our apartment? Because you know what, we live in a great location, one of the best locations in Toronto, which means. It's one of the best locations in the world. You, by any standard, you look at any survey, whether or not you, you hate Toronto or you're biased, but objectively speaking, if you look on quality of life in the world and you live in a good part of Toronto, you, you're doing pretty well. You know, you're, you're positioned in a nice spot. So because we're renting, we're in one of the more affluent areas of the most affluent city in one of the best countries on God's green fucking earth. So, hey, let's, you know, let's try to find a way to make it work. Yes, you have two kids and two, you have two bedrooms and now you have two kids, but they're both boys. Did I tell you that on the podcast at last podcast that it's going to be another boy? I think I did. And, um, so they're going to share a room, and that's fine. I I shared a room, you know. Uh, my wife, she shared a room when she was a kid. That's the way it works. You share rooms. But we're thinking to maximize our space, we need professional help. You know, I should have gotten the professional help for my mental problems. But no, I've chosen the apartment. And uh, this lady came in. We paid her 50 bucks. But that's the consult. But I don't mind paying $50 for the consult. And I'll tell you why. A lot of times you get like uh, someone who wants to come in and to check if you, let's say they want to check if you have cockroaches, you know, or check if you have mice. And if they offer this company, if they offer a free home inspection, then almost 
you can be guaranteed these goddamn bastards are going to say, well, we can't be sure, but we think we see some mouse dropping. So, you know, looks like the cockroaches and the mice are teaming up and they're going to kill you in your sleep. So, you know, yeah, free consult. You don't have to take our services, but, you know, I'm just saying you're going to wake up with cockroaches in your throat. I'm just saying. So then you have to pay them. But if if you pay for the consult, the person's already made a little money and they can say to you, I don't see any reason for you to spray for cockroaches, bed bugs, or mice. Do you spray for mice? I don't see any reason to, so thanks for the hundred bucks or whatever. Uh, I'll move on to people who need my service instead of being a shady asshole. So when Sarah said, let's, that's my wife, she said, let's uh, try to hire somebody to maximize our space. When I said, uh, she said, but this one doesn't charge, and this one does charge. I said, let's get the one who charges, because I, I want her to be able to say, look, you guys just need a little tweak here and there, and uh, you don't have to charge me. I, I'm not going to come in and do your place, but here's a couple of suggestions I have. Thanks for the 50 bucks. I'll see you later. But that is not what happened. She came in. She was a nice lady. Uh, she gave us a couple of ideas right off the bat, and then um, then she went home and did up her little form, and she wanted... $1,800. Now remember, we have an 800-square-foot apartment, which is pretty neat. My wife has kept it well-organized. Well, She even said to us, you guys are well above average in organization. I'll tell you right, right away. And we're like, well, thank you. And I said, that's my wife. She's done that. And uh, I have nothing to do with it. Except that I don't buy a lot of things. I don't contribute to the mess as best I can. My wife if she's listening to this, is rolling her eyes, but she's not fucking listening to this. Anyway, we hire this lady, $1,800, she says, and that, and then $800 worth of supplies, that's that's $2,600. Plus tax, it comes over $3,000. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money for an 800-square-foot apartment that is above average in neatness. So, oh. But... If we give her the money, she's just going to come in and do it. You know what I mean? She'll sort through shit. She'll put stuff in bins. She'll she'll put a couple of hooks on the wall, and she said, this is where you hang your, your scarf or whatever the fuck she'll say. So maybe, maybe we'll let her do it. But no, it's too much money. So I think my wife's plan is to hire her for the baby's room. And then she will extrapolate from what that lady did in the baby's room to the rest of our place. And I think that's a pretty good plan. I think my wife can do that. I don't think I could. My 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 whole thing, I was just, we'll go to Ikea. We'll get, we'll get giant cases, just things that we can open and throw things in and close them. And then nobody will see those things. Just chests and drawers and, and like, what are they called? Ottomans? No, that's not the word. What are, what's the pantries? I don't, the st- you open the doors, shove stuff in, close the doors. People are like, oh, your apartment is so neat. There's nothing around. It's like, yeah, it's all behind the doors. Don't open those doors, please. You know? So I don't know. I don't blame her for charging for her services, right? Like, I'm a comedian. I mean, I, I know that pain. 
people don't know what you sh- what you should be paying a comedian, so they will offer you ridiculously low money. Say, like, hey, can you go do an hour of material that it took you 15 years to build up, and then uh, drive 17 hours, no hotel room, uh, 150 bucks? Like, no, no, you goddamn idiot! I'm not going to do that. So you tell them what you're charging. And then they'll say, oh, that's above our budget. And then you just say, okay. Then then it's not worth it for either of us. Like, if, if, if you're not willing to pay that amount of money, um, that's okay. But I'm not willing to go there for less money. So when this lady is saying, like, this is what I charge, I'm like, yeah, you built up a skill set. At least you think you did. I don't know. Who, who am I to judge? So it's, it's fair for her to want that price. But it's just the question is, is it worth it to us? And the answer is probably no, because I think what's bothering me about my apartment is that uh, it was always a temporary solution. It's an apartment, you know, so they they just slap on that ugly eggshell paint. And then you throw up a couple things on the wall to make it look like you live there. You know, when me and my buddy Dennis lived in this same building, because I've lived in this building twice in my life because I really love the location. It is one of the best locations in the known universe. Did I mention that? So I decided, uh, we, well, what we did was we, we got two matching futons. One was his, one was mine. We got a TV on a stand, and then we decided to be very adventurous, and we bought a plant. We called him Green Plantern. And uh, he died immediately. Like, like immediately. And it was a big plant. So it really made the room look worse to have a really big dead plant in it. That being said, that was what we did. But now with the wife, we've got nice furniture. Nice-ish. It was pretty nice before the cat destroyed it. And uh, we put some stuff up on the walls. But it's just the stuff we put on the walls, uh, they were they were pictures. And they've been warped by the heat now because they were in plastic. Anyway, they're coming down. And the walls, this eggshell, this regular apartment eggshell white, that's got to go. We're putting up some nice grays and some white trim. We're going to freshen up the place. And I think that's what I need. I need it freshened up. You know, if we're going to live here for the foreseeable future, I want it freshened. And, yes, I want it a bit organized. But do I want it over $3,000 organized? That's a lot of money. And I don't blame her. I don't blame her. She's developed a skill set. She's allowed to charge for it. But we're also allowed to say, no, we can spend that money on Keanu Reeves movies. We can watch John Wick like 2,000 times renting it out. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see how it goes. If you guys got any suggestions as to what I could do, or what I can buy at, I- at Ikea. Send me an email or a comment. Do something. I got to go upstairs and uh, listen to my wife tell me I don't put things away enough. Because that's the thing. Once I started talking about how I'm dissatisfied with our living environment, she started saying, well, do you know whose fault this is? And I was like, I, I have a pretty good idea whose fault you think it is. She's like, you never put away your shoes. You never put away your jacket. And I'm like, yeah, you can't you can't tell a lady that you don't like something about your living space because they will take that personally. They will say that 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 to them, that's an extension of them. 
So I tried to explain it to her. I'm like, it's not you. It's me. I, uh, cause I was the one that put those pictures up on the wall there. They're, uh, Alfred Hitchcock and, uh, what's his name? Uh, R- Frederico Fellini. Two, two pictures from famous movies by both those two directors. And it looked good at first, but they're not mounted on wood. They're in plastic frames and it got the damaged by the sun. And it's just, they're all twisted up now. It looks ridiculous. And then you got the, the apartment shitty colored on the walls and it for, for the you know we have and we haven't painted since we moved in in 2009 so it just looks like shit right now so that's all i need i just need to spruce it up my wife is like oh i see so you're blaming me well do you know who i'll start blaming is you cuz you are are the problem you're always the problem I probably am. That being said, I'm going to go upstairs and uh, go watch some hockey, drink a beer. Yeah, maybe I, maybe, maybe I am the problem. Instead of me ending the podcast by saying I'm going to go up, pitch in, you know, try to organize the, the apartment. I'm going to go drink a beer and watch hockey. Yeah, I guess she's right to be mad. That's it for the podcast. This is Mark Bennett. I said shut up. Good night.